0: I mean, yeah. Today's the 24th of February, 2021, on a very bright, bright, sunshiny day. It's going to be a bright, 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 sunshiny day. Beep beep beep, beep beep, beep I can see clearly now the rain is gone beep bing doo, beep, I can see all obstacles in my way <clears throat> Alright so here we are the 24th of February 2021 it's a Wednesday Today is going to be a fucking doozy of a day for me, man. Busy, busy at the office, which is good. We had some snow cancellations on Monday, so we got those characters in on the schedule. Happy to serve them. And we'll just kick ass and take names. One of those days where you consider packing a friggin' second t-shirt just because you're going to be working so hard working through it. You don't want to stink, you understand what I'm saying? But I think my deodorant and my cleanliness can uh, can stand up to this sort of uh, abuse. So it'll be a busy day. It'll be a good day, I'm sure, as I always say. I got a few ponderances this morning that I want to run by you, okay? First of all, I just finished up my book yesterday. It's called uh, uh, A Closed Sea." I think they could have come up with a better, a better title for it, but it's about the Barnegat Bay, and it talks about the freaking geology of the area and, and the history from way back in the area. I think the copyright was the '60s, and then the most recent edit was like 2002. So this is all about the area that in which I grew up, and talks about how, how, uh, barrier islands and bays are created, which is pretty interesting unto itself. You know, basically, as I've mentioned before, the, uh, the seas come in and they roll about and they do their stuff. A lot of erosion from wind and water and they batter the shoreline. Then they kind of kick up some, um, some sand, some earth behind them. And so, those... That becomes a barrier island. Just like a little... A barrier starts as a sandbar. And then you got... Uh, get enough of that occurring, you can actually have an, an area where even more sand accumulates, and then it builds up, and it's an island. And such is the case with uh, Long Beach Island. And many, many barrier islands off the coasts. So, the the book, it was talking towards the end about uh, shipwrecks and pirates, and I was, I left that, I didn't want to proceed one night, I stopped there, and then I was like, okay, so this is going to be interesting. So it was pretty interesting. I've always loved pirates, right? And it uh, talks about how shipwrecks occurred, and all of the many shipwrecks that took place off the coasts of the eastern seaboard, right? I don't know if you've ever been on vacation to wherever. I mean, we go to Delaware a lot which is just below Jersey of course but there are these there's a shipwreck museum that's talking about all the different, all these plots on, the, on a map would indicate the vessels and there were so many hundreds I believe of vessels that were uh, capsized or wound up on one of these shoals which is like a sandbar. Uh, they're hole runs aground and it cracks open and, and uh, or halts their progress and then waves come in and of course they break in shallow regions so they'd break on the boat and work away at it next thing you know you know a big wave would come and knock all the people off and the place would flood and so this is why if you've again visited the, the sea the seashore they used to have these things called lights uh, life saving stations. And they were these boats that would eventually, technology improved, and they would be uh, pulled out onto. You know, maybe you could throw. You could uh, with a harpoon sort of thing, like a cannon. You, you um, shoot out very powerfully, a like a harpoon. that would go hundreds of yards out into sea, and so that would be, uh, that would represent a, uh, a lifeline, and if you can get those people, uh, you can get that attached to the boat somehow, that is capsized, then you can get the people in the boat, you run out there and they could save lives, so they did, save saved a lot of lives, and a lot of cargo, and a lot of, uh, and such was lost and, and of course when that happens you can imagine people living along the coast when these ships would go out there and capsize and all the goods would wash up on the, on the shore you know lore about people you know, happening upon whatever from bodies to cargo you know, one case there was a bunch of wine and cheese or something that salmon I think as well that uh, washed ashore and the word was that it wound up in every root cellar and every uh, basement that, that people had and if they came upon it some of the cargo was returned but <clears throat> yeah so people just being selfish and but you can it gave me a really vivid depiction of what a shipwreck must have looked like and how they how they occurred at all you know and then, how later uh, in the construction of boats, you know, the steamship now it's not at the mercy of the winds in order to uh, power itself, right? You got you uh, an engine that's, you know, powered by steam or gas or whatever. You can get out of Dodge, you can maybe steer away from that, that sandbar. So. I got some verbiage here, let's see what this, come on you bastard, yeah, so I got some verbiage, let's see, says uh, shipwrecks along LBI, Long Beach Island. Double shoals would set up by, were set up by turbulent seas. So two layers of sandbars off parallel to the coast. Prevailing winds and coastal trade. Salt uh, sail with shallow drift. So that's my recommendation or the recommendation that they had. A lot of times these cargo ships, man, they load them up with cargo. Take as much as you can and chance it and, you know, do your best. If you get there... And offload the cargo you make a a very good living the captain or whoever was the purveyor of that ship and those goods protected at all costs but you know sometimes these storms come and they can knock you over so if you don't load yourself with so much cargo you know maybe you can maybe not make as much of a payday but you can actually live to tell the tale Um, so anyway that was interesting if you're interested at all in pirates and shipwrecks, that last chapter was about that. And it was great. Um, this is interesting to me. So I mentioned some things about genealogy last week. Well, my sister came upon this uh, DNA project for our last name, Oberst. Apparently, this is some Swiss roots and some other uh, pronunciations and spellings of the name, like Obritz, Obrist um, Obrist so I'm Swiss apparently, so this dude this, and this uh, DNA project, I guess there's a fund, and they were nice enough to fund me a damn Y DNA test, so apparently the Y chromosome persists generation to generation And so, almost identically. So, Y chromosome of your, of me, my father, his father, his father, his father, largely um, identical. And so, that makes me think about different characteristics that I acknowledge from my father. Things like even the way we clear our voice. You know, I don't know if that was learned or that's genetic or what, but... (coughs) He does that you know we have the same timber to our voice so uh so anyway the, the, the y chromosome is very important and this dna project focuses on that they sent this out to me it was like hundreds of dollars for this test uh the one that they funded so i'm going to get a good analysis better than like a 23andme of of our roots and if they're from switzerland well, uh, look i was excited enough about germany and ireland two places I've never been yet, but can you imagine going to Switzerland? yodel hee-hoo! Yodel-ah, yodel yodel hoo is a Swiss thing, right? To yodel. Uh, this is real, real quick story. Um, it's unfortunate, but uh, it's on this uh, local revitalization of Lansdale uh, Facebook page. There's always folks on there complaining about something or talking about drama. I mean, yesterday, terrible, we had, or not yesterday, but this guess it happened Monday. Some A sibling somehow attacked his, his uh, a, a 15-year-old boy attacked his siblings in a school playground what the hell they were doing out there on a uh, snowy day anyway. But okay. Stabbed them. And I think they're okay. This guy's going to fucking jail. Stabbed the kid in the head. He was Little kids. So that's fucking terrible, right? So anyway, on the same page I learned about that, there's this guy. He sounds like he's a little bit of an older man. And he's out there walking to the post office. And uh, I guess he's disclosed he has spinal spinal stenosis, so he's got some, uh, he's got some health concerns, right? No spring chicken anymore. So, these local kids, roughhousers, they frickin', they hit him in the head with snowballs in the back, they hit him, when he's walking by, they... They freaking hit him in the head with snowballs. And then said, he said, they said, You move faster in a wheelchair. Or something like that. And because the guy had a cane. I'm like, you fucking little bastards, you know. So there's all these people on there, on the Facebook page, are saying, when I was a kid, send those kids, somebody needs to teach those kids a lesson. Somebody needs to, you know, that, that would've been me, that would've been, I would've been dead meat. My parents found out about that Call the police when i That would have been me when I was growing up My parents would have hit me I would have felt the, the brass belt buckle And then they went on to say Listen, my parents didn't abuse me or anything But yes, they fucking abused you If they hit you with a fucking uh, brass belt buckle Or a wooden spoon Or a switch Or a whatever the fuck You were abused, man you might not it might not have been called that back then. It might have been could called good old discipline, but that was abuse. Okay. I felt the end of a belt a few times. Was chased around with it, you know. And uh beat up a little bit, but not not much. But this is this was kind of the way of the world back then. Did it make us more obedient, better, well-behaved? young men and women. I don't know. But I think it's terrible what these kids did. And there's part of me, certainly, that would want to hit them with a belt if they were my child or or discipline them in some harsh way just to teach them a lesson, you know. But then I think that, well, you know, I was a kid, I used to throw snowballs. If I were there's this thing we would do where the ultimate test of your manhood was to go down to the parkway, the Garden State Parkway, and there was woods. We were one of these communities where the parkway went through, and so you have some people's backyards. There would be some woods, and then the parkway would be right there. So there was a road called Llewellyn Parkway, and it stretched, long stretch of road that paralleled the Garden State Parkway, and you go out there, and there were some trails, and you could sit on the side of the road, and throw snowballs at cars, and that was like, you actually hit a car, that was an accomplishment, and it's pretty terrible, and dangerous, and stupid, to do that, because if somebody got hit, you know, maybe they run off the road, maybe you cause a horrible, tragic, fatal accident, you'd never do that, but I did it, I hit some cars, barely, um, I if I saw you in a marketplace, I saw some, some of my patients pull up in the front on a beautiful day like today, I'll take I'll take a snowball. It's perfect snowball weather. I'll take a snowball and frickin' hit you in the, hit your car with it. I'll hit you in the frickin' in the shoulder with it or something like that. I will try not to hit anybody in the face, but who doesn't like a good snowball fight? Uh so I, I was tempted to say you know, I made light of it a little bit. I said, yeah, well, you know, we know all, we all know what happened to Scott Farkas and R- Grover Dill, you know, from Christmas Story. They got beat up. They got, you know, bullies that were brought to justice. So you can only hope for these kids the same thing occurs. You know, they learn a lesson, uh, there's always somebody um, who's not going to take getting hit in the back of the head with a snowball and called a cripple. So, uh, but that's, that's a terrible freaking thing that, that, the kids would do that and that it brings out the worst in human beings where we want to retaliate and be like, you little fucker, I hit you with a brass belt buckle. <laughs> I'll tell you what though, we should have a, like a, uh, adult versus child snowball fight. I think we would pummel them. I think we would smash these kids and in a completely, you know, it's a good way to settle it. It's not like a. You know, nobody's gonna get hurt. Nobody really trying to, you know, be violent. Just throwing snowballs, man. Shit melts off, stings for a second. Especially mine now. Freaking pop you right in the head. Your glasses will fly off your head. Oh, look at this person. I'm gonna let you go. There you go. How did you have to be? Yeah, so... You better watch it out there, kids. You freaking... The same the wheelie bike boy a crew. Pulling wheelies on their little freaking mountain bikes. don't watch it. Maybe they'll get... Popped with a snowball. Smash them. Smash them good. You understand what I'm saying? At the park. At the local... Freaking... Uh, Whites Road Park. After, after freaking at lunch hour at noon, high noon, I'll friggin' peg you kids right in the head with a damn snowball. If you agree to uh to wage snow battle with me. To in order to avenge this this poor man. I don't like to hear about anybody getting bullied. Snowball fight, church design. And finally, I got my uh I managed to get all of the edits to my, my artist about the um, the t-shirt design. So for my, my gang, my childhood gang growing up, we put together a t-shirt, right? And this logo looks awesome. It's really nice buddies weren't happy with it you know so there were some edits that would have to be made and i would get them to my my artist friend who has been very patient but you know i, I haven't paid him anything yet so i've been down this road before making t-shirt designs and graphics and there's almost no limit to the number of edits that you want to make and then you know why it's just a t-shirt man it doesn't have to be perfect you can always change it later tweak the design, but get something made. So I made some, uh, some, uh, some edits to it. And my artist guy has been very gracious. We owe him and he, we will pay him well. It's basically a sun, a, uh, uh, a sun sketch. And on the inside of the sun is a little man or person holding up a surfboard over their head. And got spiked hair. And it says, gives my, the epitaph for my, my buddy Z, at least his dates, 1974-2020, um, with a big Z. And from there, from there we'll do whatever. We'll make other shirts. We'll just keep this design. Anyway, it's pretty cool. I'm proud to have put it together and pleased all my buddies, which is never um an easy task. There are a bunch of belly acres, but it did have to be. Perfect and agreeable. So we got it done. All right. Got to start my day. Love and respect to you all. Let's have a great successful day. Kick ass and take names. (laughs)